0: We all have our own unique breastfeeding challenges. Overcoming those challenges
1: and persevering can greatly empower you on your breastfeeding journey. Today, we are honored to share Amanda Dickey's successful breastfeeding story. Amanda breastfed her first baby, and she plans to breastfeed her second baby due this fall. Amanda is also quadriplegic. This is The Boob Group. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Leilani Wild. I'm also an IBCLC and owner of Leilani's Lactation and Doula Services. Thanks for tuning in today and being a loyal listener of The Boob Group. Don't forget, you can listen to our episodes through our free apps available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. You can also subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, So new episodes are automatically downloaded for you. Now Sunny is going to tell us more about our virtual panelist program.
0: Yes. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. If you guys aren't here in the studio with us, we have a program called our virtual panelist program, and it allows us to get your feedback on some of the the questions that we're talking about today in the studio. Um, We want to hear your breastfeeding stories as well. So I typically post some stuff to Facebook and Twitter before we start recording, and I'll be doing that today. Follow the hashtag boobgroupvp. And the VP stands for Virtual Panelist for more information. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, It was so difficult to wipe off. All right, it's time for a brand new segment on the boob group, and we're calling it Mama Hacks. Okay, so this is what we need you guys to do. You guys have some fantastic breastfeeding and pumping hacks, tips, advice, whatever you want to call it, things that have made your breastfeeding and your pumping experiences much better. And we think our listeners should know a little bit more about this. And and, and you guys have shared this advice with us in the past, so we thought we would create a segment to really feature it. So this first Mama Hack comes from Jessica of Utah.
2: Hi, uh, my name is Jessica, calling from the Salt Lake City area in Utah, and I just had a tip for working moms for pumping. Um, I have one of the pumps that comes with the tote, and instead of using a Ziploc bag to carry my pump parts, I just carry uh, a Tupperware that fits right into the bag, and um, I can just pop that into the fridge or put ice coolers around it keep it cold during the day and I don't have to worry about changing out pump parts or rinsing them in a sink with a bunch of other people. So just thought I'd give that tip and uh, keep it up. Love the Boob Group. Love all the New Mommy Media, Twin Talks and everything. So thank you so much.
0: Jessica, thanks so much for submitting your awesome mama hack. If you guys have great hack tips out there that you want to share with our audience, you can post them on our Facebook page. You can send us an email, and you can also call our voicemail at 619-866-4775.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa, take it easy, Judy!
1: Today on The Boob Group, we're starting a new series called Successful Breastfeeding Stories, where we feature inspiring stories from breastfeeding moms. Today, you'll meet Amanda Dickey, who successfully breastfed her now three-year-old. She also currently is pregnant due this fall, and she plans to breastfeed again. Amanda is also quadriplegic. We are so honored to have you on our show today. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become quadriplegic?
4: Um, Well, I became quadriplegic in a car accident uh, when I was 16. Um, I was traveling abroad, I was in Argentina, um, and I was just, I was living with the family and our car just flipped over on a rural road and um, that was kind of it. Mm. So I have limited movement from my shoulders down, so I can't really move my arms or my legs. You know, I was so young that um, I still kept all my dreams alive and have pretty much been able to tackle all of them. That's great. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets in your way, right? Not really. That's awesome. So you have
1: a three-year-old son,
0: right? I do. Mm -hmm. Right.
4: Did you always think about wanting to become a mom and breastfeed? Yeah. um, It was something that, you know, I I wasn't ever sure, you know, there's really just not a lot of medical knowledge, um, especially about quadriplegics or even anyone with a spinal cord injury, um, which would include paraplegics. But um, there's just not a lot of knowledge out there, especially accessible knowledge, like, you know, on the internet. There's just not a lot out there, so I wasn't sure, you know, how possible it was or what it was going to be like, but me and my husband decided to give it a try and go on the adventure. How did you meet your husband? On eHarmony.com. Nice. And Mm -hmm. how long have you been married? Uh, We've been married since 2011, so going on four years.
1: Wonderful. That's great. You decided you wanted to breastfeed your your first son. Yes. Right? Yes. How important was it to you to succeed?
4: It was important. I mean, it was it's it's a, it was similar to, you know, even conceiving where there wasn't a lot of information. You know, I spoke to lactation consultants and they said, "Well, some people have said it's not possible because of what the lack of sensation, mm-hmm. there might not be a lot of stimulation going on or hormones traveling, but let's just see how it goes." Um My sister didn't have the easiest time breastfeeding. She's not quadriplegic. She's able-bodied. And so it was, you know, there's obviously lots of challenges for everybody. I I kept all of those things in mind, and it it was important to me. Um, But, again, it was just um, kind of part of the adventure. Let's see how it goes. I would love to make this happen. I really wanted to give it a shot.
1: And how did you prepare yourself for this?
4: You know, I did some lactation consulting type stuff, Um, you know, just learning about latching, trying to... See, you know, if my anatomy was going to be the right, you know, the right kind. Obviously, it depends on the baby, but uh, just trying to learn. I mean, being a new mom um, and even expecting a second baby, there's just, there's so much of the unknown that's a little scary. So trying to educate myself as much as possible, but it was kind of, you know, waiting until the... The day he came to figure it all out. And see what happens from there. That's great. Um, what kind of support did you have? So, I did have a lactation consultant. Um, I had um, a baby nurse that was just there to, to help with the hands. Um, and then my husband and I have assistants that are with me 24 hours a day. So,
1: a, a good group of people. And were they there when you were learning how to latch so that they could help you? Mm-hmm. They could be your hands? Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: We pretty much, with every breastfeeding session, had three people in the room yeah, <laughs> ready yeah. for whatever was going to happen. Yeah.
1: There's your public breastfeeding, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's
4: impossible. Yeah.
1: So yeah. how long did you breastfeed your son? Six months. Six months. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's really great. That was my goal. So. That was your goal. And once you reached your goal, did you think, mm, I want to do it longer, or was well, there some limitations? It
4: was, yeah, there was, it was pretty much, you know, he had been moving on to solids or starting to move on to solids, and... He had stopped latching a while before that. I was just pumping because it was important to me to get the milk to him. Um, so my milk supply wasn't that great. And if it would have been better and if it would have been easier and kind of part of my routine, as it does get with many moms after six months, then I probably would have kept going. But the six months was was kind of a, a rough goal to reach. And so once once I reached it, then it, it wasn't so hard to stop. So what what do you have any idea
1: why... Um you had some some trouble and he decided he wanted to stop breastfeeding Um, and you decided to pump?
4: I think that what we all kind of decided was he did have some issues with with his lower jaw where he couldn't latch super easily. And then we also figured out uh, throughout the process that there were just certain times of the day, especially in the middle of the night, that my milk supply wasn't that great. So he would get frustrated quickly and you know, be hungry, and there'd be times that he would be great and latch on right away, um, and other times that he just didn't even want to try. And we could we could coerce him to do it most of the time, but then after a while, it just it wasn't enough, and it wasn't happening quickly enough. So you know, then we would supplement with the bottle, and uh, and like I said, I would at least keep pumping to to give him those nutrients. Give him. Um, my husband is a chef, so food is. Very important in our household. Nice. So I wanted to give him flavors, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Mm-hmm. No, um, that's great. That's why I kept pumping. You know, it was important also just the nutrients and the things we know about how good it is for babies, but... Uh, but again, I wanted to give him as many flavors as I could. That's great. <laughs> um, and and I love that,
1: that your husband's a chef. That's that's yeah. a good help. It's good Me to too. have good nutrition for your own yes. self, right, to prepare yes. the right amount of milk. Definitely. Right. So what surprised you the most about yourself
4: and um, about being a new mom? I mean, I you know, there were lots of fears, obviously, and things that I was worried about. But, you know, there's also parts to motherhood that aren't necessarily physical. I mean, we definitely had our physical moments you know kind of we could still do the skin on skin and that kind of stuff but uh, me not being able to pick him up you know obviously was hard but we I mean even to this day have been able to connect in kind of a whole different level mm-hmm. um, that I would say was was an amazing experience that like, you could only feel um, and not necessarily planned for. Right, right. And his adjustment to to you as his mom, he knows no different. Right. So for him, it's
1: normal. Exactly. And natural.
4: And you can really tell it's, yeah, he doesn't, there's nothing there that stops him from, Sharing our love the way we share it. Right, and asking for what he wants. I mean, that's
1: just what kids do, right? Yep, absolutely. No no, no difference. Great. When we come back, we will discuss with Amanda the different obstacles she went through and how they might be similar to other breastfeeding moms and babies. We will be right back.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ooh.
1: Welcome back to the show. We are sharing Amanda Dickey's personal breastfeeding story. It's all part of our new series, Successful Breastfeeding Stories. So what was the biggest challenge, Amanda, that you faced as a breastfeeding mom?
4: I would say um, the milk supply. I think that something that we decided later was that maybe a certain pump that I was using at the beginning uh, kind of dropped my milk supply, and it was hard for me to get it back up. Uh, I've always had issues not drinking enough water, and i my nutrition was good, like you said, my husband's a chef, so it's um that part was was easier but then you know learning about the lactation cookies and the things you know the certain tinctures and things that um could help bring it back up it did help some, but I never quite got it back uh as good as it was the first like eight weeks, so yeah, I would say that was that was one of the biggest hurdles. Otherwise, you know it was uh t- sort of typical stuff where he wouldn't latch some days and some days he would and again, we kind of had to have three people around to try different positions and um try different you know tricks where we might give him the bottle for two seconds and then mm-hmm. try to switch him onto the nipple you know just all those things I mean we learned so many we learned so much um to try to overcome just the daily the daily struggles of all those. You have to be creative
1: babies. and think on your feet, right? Yes, definitely. Right, right. Did he have a favorite breastfeeding position?
4: I would say we had the most success with the football hold. Yeah, I mean, it, it would change, but I would say, yeah, that was the probably the, the most popular for him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of babies like that. <laughs> That's nice.
1: Did you feel that you had enough support?
4: Yeah, I did. I did. You know, again, it was just sort of a, An adventure that we were all going on and you know we all bought lots of books and read lots of books and it was funny there's you probably know about it I'm sure but there's a convention in Los Angeles we were living in Los Angeles at the time called Booby (laughs) Palooza and you know I said to my husband do you want to go to this because I'm going to go and he said no I really you know I think I'm okay And I feel like I know everything there is to know about (laughs) breastfeeding because we—I mean, we—we researched and researched and researched to, you know, try to make it a little bit easier. Um, I would say it never got super easy. There were certain days that that it was pretty easy. Then he would latch on and it would be easy, and my milk supply was there, and uh, he knew it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then other days that it just wasn't so easy. So. Uh, I never got into that groove where every day it was easy but that was fine. So we we did learn a lot together. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. And did
1: you have a lactation consultant come into your home then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. What would you say to another mom who's facing the challenges that you have faced?
4: I would say, you know, keep trying. There's so many things to try uh and to keep overcoming, you know, but at the same time, don't put too much pressure on yourself because it's it is obviously important to us, but you know the baby's health is obviously number one. And if we're not able to get enough milk or do enough, you know, um, we had to make the decision to supplement with formula. I didn't want to do that at the beginning, but obviously it was better for the baby to grow and get all the nutrition he needed. So you know, I think it's it's you know stick with it, keep trying, but don't beat yourself up too much. If it's not working that great,
1: right? We do as moms have a tendency to do that, don't we? Definitely. Take it very personal.
4: Yes, it's very upsetting. I remember clearly the day that I was like, "This is not working as easily as I thought it was," and then, then you just kind of kind of get over that and. Keep right. moving on. Right. And I think almost every mom has
1: experienced that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we take it personally when things don't go wrong. You know, we carry our babies in our bellies and mm-hmm. we nurture them. And then when it's time to bring them out into the world and we want to nurture them the same way. And it's just when we hit those bumps, you know, we we do need to give ourselves some growing room.
4: Definitely.
2: Yeah.
1: What was the best advice that was given to you?
4: I mean, I would say that really the the kind of guidance in the nutrition aspect of, you know, uh, like I, you know, I I always wanted to give him the flavors and things like that. And I knew, obviously, that what I was eating was going to him. But uh, at the same time, you can really boost that by eating the right things and drinking the right things and drinking enough. And then adding even the, the little extra things that can help boost everything and make it better, and make that part easier for everybody, um, I think that was the most valuable thing because there were certain days that that really came in handy.
1: With the different foods that you ate, and I know you've mentioned a couple times you wanted him to have the different flavors, have you noticed as as a toddler now that he's a great eater? He is a great eater. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. He's a great eater. Good. He, he eats just about everything. He's starting, you know, as a toddler, he's starting to get to where, I don't want that today, but... Uh, in general he eats everything. Would you do
1: anything different with your next one?
4: I think with this one you know I will try to start that whole um, nutrition and fluid intake you know long before she comes, now we know it's a girl um, just to you know prepare for it and try not to have that drop since I had a hard time bringing it back up mm-hmm. last time. If I can keep it up it was, it was great for a while right and you
1: know with the second time around oftentimes you are a better producer there you go yeah so
4: good luck with you thank you yeah. thank you all. so much mm-hmm.
1: thank you for sharing your incredible story with us we are so honored to have you on our show today and your willingness to be open with us and for our boob group club members our conversation will continue after the end of the show as amanda will share with us how she influenced others on her road to success for more information about our Boob Boo Group Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com.
3: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Chumba. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. All work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh.
2: So here's a question for one of our experts. This is from Michelle. And what she asked was, do we have any advice for large breasted women? So even though our latch is pretty good, I feel like I need to hold my breast off my baby's nose. His chin is the first thing to hit my breast during latch, but in order for the latch to be deep enough, we have to do some we will have some hangover over my baby's nostrils, so any advice? Hi, this is Veronica Teenzan, International Board Certified Lactation Consultant and private practice and hospital-based lactation consultant in the San Diego area. Michelle, I wanted to go ahead and uh, answer your question about large-breasted women. And you're right, large-breasted women do need to hold their breasts in. Um, large part due to the the weight of the breast and the floppiness. I I hate to use that word, but, you know, they are a little bit more floppy. They drape over more. Um, And as your child gets older, that won't be as much of an issue. The suck will become stronger. The um, ability to hold the breast will become stronger. But with regards to the breast draping over your baby's nose, Um, Sometimes a little positional tweaks might help that as well. Uh, Sometimes the baby's body is curled up a little bit too much. So if you grab the baby and curl his rump down a little bit more and kind of making sure that maybe if you take like the palm of your hand and push into the area between the shoulder blades on the spine, if you do that, sometimes the baby even digs that chin in a little deeper, separating the face and the nose from the overhang of the breast, and so that could help. Other things that you can do is you can also use maybe a a rolled-up towel or a baby blanket and put it under your breast to help kind of hold up the weight of the breast. Some moms will also change position itself so instead of using you know a cradle hold or a cross cradle hold maybe using a football hold so that you can actually see the baby's nose a little bit better also this all kind of depends on how old the baby is and um, to see you know if that works a little bit better for you Um, I hope that helps and uh, good luck with everything
1: that wraps up our show for today we appreciate you listening to the boob group don't forget to check out our sister show preggy pals for expecting parents parent savers for moms and dads with infants and toddlers and twin talks for parents of multiples thanks for listening to the boob group your judgment-free breastfeeding resource
4: this has been a new mommy media production the information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
0: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?